today on the TMZ Podcast. Hello and welcome to the TMZ Podcast. I'm Charlie Cotton and today joining me is lawyer Lothario, <laughs> Derek Kaufman. Have you been putting these together? He's like, I need some more L words yeah. last night to, no, yeah, to rhyme like, with lawyer. It's got to be alliteration somehow. Good alliteration. You got a fresh new haircut. Looks good. I did. I faded it right up, huh? Yeah. You, yeah. And you've, you've stopped dyeing it too. Like you, Not as it, much. Yeah, not I as just <laughs> lighten it. Lighten it. <laughs> okay. We got some, we got some good stories today. The story that's been like dominating my sort of Twitter and just online is this Russell Brand story. He's accused by multiple women um, of rape, sexual assault, abuse, all of these different stories coming together to paint a picture of like a man who was, you did not want to be around if you're a woman. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. We'll also talk about Drew Barrymore and her Mia Culpa. She, she was going to bring her show back amid the writer's strike. And now she said, actually changed my mind. All good. She took the wrath of the WGA and she caved. And Rosie O'Donnell's wrath and too. And Rosie. We'll talk about and that. And she caved. But to begin with, Halle Berry. <laughs> Halle Berry is versing Drake in this like online battle right now because Drake is using an image of Halle as the title, as the single cover image um, to slime you out. A track off, off his upcoming album called For All The Dogs. So... Halle said that he used this image of her at the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. It's a in, famous image. In if 2012. Um, and she's got all that green slime all over her. And she's like, her mouth is agape, like kind of laughing at the time. But he is now used this image as the art for his um, single. And she is pissed. She's pissed because before he used the art, Drake reached out to her. And he didn't have to. So this image is so famous that it's a Getty image. It's an image that uh, is owned and licensed by another entity. And so Drake already had the ability to use it, but as a, I guess he wanted her sign off. He didn't want to sort of spring it on her. So he called her and said, Hey, I'm going to use this for my new song, slime you out. Now, I you explain in the vernacular, what is sliming someone out? What is the song about? The song's sexual, right? The song's sexual. Slime you out um, is a term to describe using someone for sex. Right. In, I, in a somewhat degrading fashion, well, right? It's not, it's not making love. It's not like you like want to yeah. be with this person long term. You just, you know, sliming them out. And you can put together why he thinks the image of Halle Berry covered her face, her head covered in slime would be evocative and maybe a sort of a, an interesting image to, to pair with the single. She got it too. So yeah. he calls her and says, hey, can I use this for my new song, Slime You Out? And she's like, absolutely not. I'm not going to be the object of your sort of sexual fantasy or the sexual fantasies of millions of people. And she says, no. He goes ahead and uses it anyway. And it sounds like he had the right to because Getty licensed it to him. It's an entity that licenses pictures to media and, and entertainers. Um, what do you think of this move? Because if you're going to reach out, you got to live with the answer. I think I think Drake messed this up. He should have just used it if he was going to use it because you reach out, you're giving, some per you're giving Halle Berry the sense that she has the right to block it if she's not comfortable. And he was just sort of asking for, uh, giving her a notice rather than asking for permission. Yeah, I mean, he... It's a weird move. He expected her to say yes, basically, yes. when he called her. And she said no, and he was like, oh. Um, you know why okay. he expected yes? Because he he's is Drake. Drake, and he is a huge star right now, and Halle Berry was the biggest star on the planet, but is now older and not in as many movies and so forth. And she thought, or he thought, he must have thought, hey, you're going to get an association with someone hot and young and new. It's going to get you back on the map. And Halle Berry was like, I'm a legend, bro. No. But it, How about it, no? It's not a positive sort of like, you know, picture of her, especially given what the title of the single is about. Like, she does not want to be like seen by that, seen as that by society and it's 
this whole controversy is great for business for Drake. Is it though? We think he's kind of lame. You think this is cool that he like d- dropped this on Halle Berry's head? Look, I listened to the single to prepare for this podcast <laughs> and I liked it. You liked it? Yeah. This it, is the first Drake single you love now. No, I think I thought it was kind of like a catchy, sexy single. It's with SZA and SZA and Drake have been like kind of rumored to be a fling for many years now. Um, they've dropped hints, you know, in different tracks throughout the years that they once dated, that they have been hooking up. And so it was already going to be a big single because Scissor's massive, Drake's massive. But now you throw in this Halle Berry controversy. This album comes out early next month. It, it's just great it's at drumming up. up this attention. You know, it's interesting. SZA, you said, is in it. That sort of gives the song sort of a different element to me. Because if he just wrote a track about Slime You Out, it was an all-male, sort of heavy, misogynistic track, I could see Halle being like, hold on, pump the brakes. But if he's like, look, SZA's on the track. She's a powerful woman. She's independent. Mm. There's no sort of implication that it is me sort of degrading any women. I've got one of the strongest women right next to me singing verses and well. So maybe if Halle had paused and said, hold on, who's the track with? And if it's with SZA, maybe this is okay because then it's done in sort of a light hearted way. I'm sure he would have mentioned that on the phone call when she said no. He's like, oh, but it's with SZA, yeah. you know, SZA. <laughs> right. And, and girls can slime boys out too. Yes. Ooh. I, no, I, I mean, not, it's not <laughs> sort of like, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. It's, it's a, a metaphor. metaphor. Right. I mean, look, we're in the post-WAP, post-Bongo days. There's yes. Sexual liberation is across the board. So maybe Halle Berry, though, who's from another generation, is a little bit old-fashioned about it. And she's like, no, I'm I'm proudly not going to allow you to slime me out. No, I don't care if your name is Drake. I sort of love the move by both of them. I think you're right. It's going to raise the profile of the song because it's getting some controversy and, and heat. But it also is a reminder that Halle Berry's like, I'm Halle Berry. I know you're Drake. Taylor Swift is I'm very big, no. but I'm huge too, and yeah. I'm going to say no. So I, I like it from both ends. I think Drake calling her was a bit of a mistake if he was, wasn't was going to ultimately listen to her. Right, I know. And that's basically what Halle said too, that yeah. it's just, it was it's disrespectful. Um, and what are the legalities of this? You're a lawyer. As I said at the top, Lothario lawyer. <laughs> what, um, what are the legalities of this? Because... Yeah, it's an image of Hallie, but it's not like she took that photo and whoever took the whoever pressed click on the camera owns the image. That's right. And when so when Getty licenses these images, all those players who had rights to the image got some sort of compensation from Getty. So Getty in in licensing a whole book of images had to pay for them and then it's trying to make some money by licensing them out for 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 money to other parties. So in some sense, Hallie has been compensated for that picture in the first place. Mm, maybe a when, when bit, she was slime, she maybe got paid to go on Nickelodeon that day. In some sense, she uh, has already been compensated and has no rights to that picture. Even though, kind of, also not like you know, for Drake to be using her image to sell a song. Ten years later, um, I mean, she hasn't been compensated enough in that degree. That's right, and it's key that it's her likeness, right? And you yes. have a right to your likeness. It's called a right of publicity, and she's very famous. And there's an association now between her and that song. And she might sue and say, "Look, it has nothing to do with the copyright of the photo. You've got the license from Getty, but you're using my face, and that's my right of publicity, and you didn't pay me for that." You so if she she's sue? really hostile, she might try to sue and really? say, "And say the copyright is one thing, but you've now committed a separate tort against me, like a, a wrong." Against me, isn't a tort like a sandwich? Like a, <laughs> it's a beautiful sandwich, Mexican like a, like a Mexican torta yeah. <laughs> oh, with the ham and the cheese. Yeah. But she might say, "Look, uh, you got to compensate me for the right of publicity. Forget about the copyright. You got that from Getty." So if she's really upset, and this isn't just publicity on their part, maybe she sues. She could at least send a threatening letter. She's yeah. got good lawyers, and yeah. we'll see how Drake handles it. He's been in courtrooms before. Remember, he had that mock um, cover of a magazine. Do you remember this? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I what was a very the magazine? Sh- it was like Vogue or something. 
Yeah, and and uh, and Anna Wintour got very upset. She said, "Get uh, used oh, the cover yes. of Vogue for this," and so he's no stranger to drumming up a little controversy to sell some albums. So and, we'll and controversy is the best thing. Like he's the best at it too. Yes, and nothing spreads on the internet like a controversy. It's and almost so... like spreads like a virus. They just come up with a term, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a pandemic <laughs> right now. Are you ready to shop? Ragaton's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Ragaton is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Russell Brand is in super, super hot water. This is serious. Um... Uh, supposedly, allegedly, for years, he was kind of hiding in plain sight, you know. He was well-known and talked about his sex addiction and about, you know, how many women he used to sleep with. I think he was saying, like, I used to sleep with 80 women a month. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine that? And 80, he would write books about 80 it. 80 in a month. Yeah, he had an autobiography, my bookie walk, and it's, like, filled with I've read like it, actually. That. Yeah, it's he filled used, with it. He used to be, back in the day, he was, like, my favorite celebrity. Like, he was funny. He was charismatic. Ladies loved him. You're going to maybe want to keep that down from Not anymore. Yeah. Not, like, honestly, but the past few years, like, I've been really, you know, off him. He's He's gone a different way. He's now kind of like a free speech libertarian. Um. He's sort of a Jordan Peterson podcast guy now. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, numerous women have been have come out and spoken to newspapers in England, um, accusing him of all sorts of things, all sorts of predatory things. Some like he raped a woman against a wall, supposedly in his Hollywood apartment. Um, another, uh, a girl who was sixteen years old, a schoolgirl in England. Um, said that like he used to send cars to pick her up from school, bring her over to his house, and you know, I, I think in now, England, age of consent is in lower, England the yeah. age of consent is sixteen, so it's not like you know she's considered a minor over there. But he, you know, he was over thirty; she was sixteen. That's pretty gross. That's you know, grooming. Um, and so, and, and multiple other women women have come forth who either worked for him or were like plucked from an audience at his shows or. This was just rough. in his heyday around like the forgetting Sarah Marshall days when he was in that. And it was amazing in that movie. Like he was bigger than big and he thought he could sleep with anyone he wanted to. Right. And now he and then he married Katy Perry. They had a messy sort of breakup. Uh, and now he seems to have reformed. He's very reflective on his podcast and talks about his past sort of openly, but says he is now sort of more mature and has moved beyond that. But this is his past coming to, to haunt him, yes. you know, because he gets a call from the Times of London, who's going to run this huge expose report about these multiple women and all of these allegations. And instead of letting that report come out, he does something interesting. He's got a big platform himself. He tries to get ahead of it. Yes. And this is a move you can do. He Before anyone has even heard the allegations, Russell Brand is the first voice you hear denying allegations that are forthcoming. Well, he is now, claiming now that it is a coordinated attack against him by the mainstream media. Because he's quite conservative. So he, he is sort of saying that the left-wing media is sort of taking him down. What do you make of that? Did Was it effective in, in terms of blunting the al allegations in your mind? Um, 
I don't buy that. Like, it's like he didn't address the allegations. He addressed like the newspapers who published the allegations, like that they were all getting together because there were several newspapers who are competitors, like on on the face of it. But they all came together for this one story against Russell Brand because you know it's a big story. But he he denied the he denied the allegations, but he didn't address them really. And um, I don't I don't know the truth of the allegations, nor do you. No. I mean, we'll have to see how this plays out. But I my eyes always roll when I hear coordinate left-wing attack it is just it's annoying we work for a media organization so the, the the idea of us coordinating with our competitors is crazy i mean has it ever happened i don't know i haven't worked in uh, media my entire life but media organizations compete with one another the idea that they're all going to get in a room and say let's take down russell brand and all write the same story yeah it's sort of nuts i mean the times of london had a banger they felt comfortable with it they knew it would be a huge story and they called him for comment to, to these allegations so that they could run the story and do their diligence. The notion that other other outlets covering the story that the Times of London broke is a coordinated attack rather than just like, oh, man, that's a big story. We better cover it also, which news organizations do, is nonsense. No. It, it's just nonsense. So you roll your eyes, and he's trying to blunt it so that when you hear the allegations, you're first hearing Russell saying, these are nonsense and it's part of a conspiracy against me. I don't think it's effective, but I'm curious. It's not effective on me. I mean, I I read the whole article and it's a long article and details the accounts by these women and also just people, even guys who worked with Russell Brand, who were aware of the sort of guy he was back then. Um, And they're very, you know, it seems credible to me. It'll be interesting to see if this like goes to court or is this just like going to be bad for business for him right now? Or is this going to be like a criminal offense that he gets punished for. Well, you know, there's there's those elements. There could be criminal elements. Who knows what the statutes are in, in the jurisdictions where this happened. This is very early on. So I don't want to I don't know the criminal element of it. But I do know that he's going to become a hero to a lot of people as well because he has sort of framed this as an attack. And so the people who are inclined to like Russell Brand and buy into this narrative that he's under assault and they're trying to cancel him are going to rush to him. Well, they already have. You yes. know who's defending him? Elon Musk. Tucker Carlson and Andrew Tate. They've all come to his defense. And like you said, they are in the same pool as Russell Brand is where mainstream media sucks. You know, we're doing our own thing. It's free speech. And I don't know that they're the three guys you want on your side. You'd like, you'd like, uh, he'll take whatever allies he can get. Though. And, and the thing I never understand is why are Elon Musk and all these guys riding in on their horses? They don't know. Yeah. Like none of us know. I'm not they just inclined, hate mainstream media. They, they just, hate, just mainstream. hate mainstream media. I'm not inclined to bury Russell Brand. If these are bunk allegations, I hope that will come out and he'll be able to restore whatever good name. I don't know what he has, but he has a name. Mm. And if they're true, then he should reap. He should bear the consequences yes. of, of the truth of these allegations and whatever impact it has on his career. I just don't understand the rush in either direction. Like this is a, this is a report. He'll have a chance to defend himself. If it goes criminal, he'll certainly have a chance in his day in court. And then let's see, like Elon Musk, you don't need to say like Russell Brand is under attack until we know he's actually under attack. Right, right. Elon Musk just inserts Ugh. himself in wherever he shouldn't. It's too much. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore, her show is back off the air. Um, She was going to bring her Drew Barrymore talk show, you know, back to screens amid the writer's strike. Her show was that important that we needed to get back on screens to talk to the people. Well, Rosie O'Donnell in particular took issue with this and clapped back at her hard on social media. And I think that was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back because Drew Barrymore... Um, after giving a tearful sort of apology video saying, look, I'm going to take ownership over this this decision. I have to bring my show back. Um, She has done like a complete 180 
and now is saying, look, I'm sorry for all the harm I've caused. We're canceling the show for this, now. You're saying Rosie was the straw that broke the camel's back. That straw was so bent and fractured already because that tearful apology where she said, Ugh, she didn't look like the type of person who's ready to cross a picket line. She was teared up and she was ready to snap. And now this seems to me predictable that she's gone back on her words. She, she botched this because Drew Barrymore's not her brand is butterflies and honey. Yeah, and I'm like, so happy. She's I'm so happy. nice. Exactly. This is not, she's not tough enough to cross a picket line. So now, why did she? What, this was the most predictable thing ever. When she, when she announced, I'm bringing my talk show back, I have to because it's such a great show and people yeah. need my show. Like, I was like, no, Drew, this uh, is a bad look. I think certain people within her staff plucked uh, her, her sympathy, the cords of her heart, and said, we're struggling. We're cameramen. We're grips. Uh, when your sad. show is that, shut down, that is which sad. is sad. And, and she's sort of like, huh, uh, maybe I can do the show in a way that doesn't offend them, but still gets you guys paid. She was trying to make everyone happy and ended up making no one happy because yes. now she's teased that the cameraman, hey, we're going to come back. You're going to get paid. Now she's pulled the rug out from under them to appease the WGA, which already hated her because she said she was going to cross the picket line. So this is the problem with trying to please everyone. You end up pleasing nobody yes. and you upset everybody because now this is a, a disaster for Drew Barrymore. Now, who's going to stand? Uh, the talk is also gone. So they're not. Talk's they're, gone. They're, Jennifer Hudson's show also, you know. All of these smiley daytime shows. What's still crossing the picket line? Bill, Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Bill Maher is the last one standing. And I also think that he probably savors that. And I don't think he's going to pull his show. I don't think. I think now, if he was maybe vacillating, now he's definitely going to do it. Because yes. he doesn't like to capitulate. And, no. And Drew Barrymore and Jennifer Hudson, they want to keep people happy. That's not Bill Maher's brand. Bill he Maher loves is being an agitator. He's, he's an, an agitator. agitator. Um, so his show, um, he's the last scab standing. And, and I don't think that... He is so who he is, like he doesn't care about you liking him or not liking him, that I think he'll lean into this. And to be honest, the ratings might, you know, be really good. We'll see, right? And I think he's like a proud asshole. You know, like yes, I like yes. I say that in, in an affectionate way. Like that is who he is. He likes sort of taking the other side of things and, and arguing with people. That's what the whole show is. I think it'll probably do well. Mm. Uh, and he's trying to thread that needle. I don't think he's done it effectively. I think if you you can't really say I want to help one group of people but hurt another because they're all working class. And when you take the writer's leverage, you're hurting the movement in some way. Now the writers have less leverage and the strike lasts longer. Uh, but I think he's got a backbone about it. I think what Drew did by saying she's going to bring back the show and then not is the worst case scenario. Yes. Either, either strike or come back. And and I think Bill will not make the same misstep where he like sort of puts a foot in to test the air and then pulls out. I don't yes. think that's Bill's style. This writer's strike just needs to, this has been going on for Ever. Yeah. Forever. And I guess some people like Drew are getting kind of bored at home. Like, I don't know what to do with my days. Now they, we're approaching the holidays. This thing may not end until January, you know, because oh this place shuts down during the holidays anyway. So what are you going to do? Ramp up in November? It's not going to happen. But TMZ, we keep pumping stuff out. We'll always be here. We're like cockroaches. We'll survive like nuclear. We'll always be here. TMZ outlasts everyone. <laughs> we'll last survivors. Thank you very much for joining me today, Derek. Always good to be here. And we'll see you guys here tomorrow. Yeah. Bye. 